November is a month where we run into more family members. And sometimes we've been kind of in a little bubble and we haven't had to endure the criticism that may be coming from our own parents. So I want to talk to you this week about what to do when grandparents are anti-unschooling. I'm Sue Patterson. Welcome to the Unschooling Mom to Mom podcast. You know, I believe the best way to conquer your fears and hesitations about unschooling is to get good information and support. That's why I offer you this short weekly podcast to share what I've seen over nearly 30 years so you don't have to learn it all from scratch. The show notes and the blog post will have discounts for you as a podcast listener, so be sure to tap into those. So let's get to it. You know, sometimes a grandparent doesn't know what to do when it comes to these unschooled grandkids. What happens when their friends share all the school accolades of their grandkids? What do they brag about with their friends? What if they're sad their grandkid is, quote unquote, missing out on school fun, that they've gotten that story in their head of, I had a great time, or you as a kid had a great time, and now your kid won't have a great time. Hang on to that. So these kinds of problems are really easily solved. Parents can share more about what the kids are doing and maybe even some of the things they've learned about recently. Parents can share pictures of their kids having fun with other children, (laughs) especially if the concern is, what about socialization? Happy kids in a photo always reassures grandma. Parents can talk to the grandparents to explain the advantages their child has because they're unschooled or maybe calling it an experiential progressive approach to learning would be a better way to describe what your family has chosen to do. The word unschooling realistically can be a turnoff for a lot of people, so you don't have to use it. But sometimes the criticism can be harsher, and it can leave parents stunned and saddened that the grandparents are not on board. Grandparents may have been stewing about the educational choice, but not sure how to broach the subject. Or maybe they've dropped little hints of disapproval that you as the parents are not picking up on or are choosing to ignore. And then they blow up and they say something insulting right there at the Thanksgiving dinner table. Or they pull their grandchild aside and try to persuade them that school is the better place for them to be. And this can cause parents to feel angry and hurt. So let's break this all apart so we can see how we're going to solve this situation. Getting our own ego under control so we can react with a calm head and have clear thoughts. Sometimes it boils down to their lack of information. It's very likely that the grandparents are probably operating on way less information than you are. They haven't been researching unschooling the way you have. Not only are they remembering schools from 20 or 30 years ago, but history and memories have a way of getting distorted. Grandparents may feel their parenting choices are being criticized. They may feel the message is that you're not happy with how they raised you. And choosing a different path may feel like we're rejecting the choices they made. Grandparents may need to be reassured that our decisions about our own children and their education have to do with what we've learned about education and what we see in the world today. It's a different place. If you had a good childhood, you could even mention that your ability to choose what's best over what's popular was something they encouraged and nurtured in you. Sometimes the issue is all about roles, especially if you're new to parenting. Maybe when the children were little, you may have turned to them a lot for parenting advice. 
this isn't a bad thing per se, because we can all learn a lot from generations before us. But sometimes it keeps us in the daughter-son role and doesn't allow us to move into the competent adult role. We may not even be 100% confident in the role ourselves. It's a process. So our own parents step back into what's familiar to them, being in charge. And as we all get older, roles shift and change. Learning to embrace our own ability to be the decision maker for our own family may be a new role for us. We may even send mixed messages to our older parents about our indecisiveness. So it's no wonder they might have a little trouble about how much they want to offer as help and advice. So the clearer we can get in these roles, the better. Because when we're not clear about these roles, grandparents may overstep. After all, they love us and their grandchildren. It's not unusual to want to step in and offer solutions. Leaving behind those roles can be hard for us and even harder for our own aging parents. Sometimes the issue is about people-pleasing. You know, it's a complicating factor for a lot of us when we have approval-seeking traits that we've developed. It's not surprising that we have this. We've had years of conditioning from our own school experience, as well as the mainstream parenting styles that were used. No wonder this can be a struggle for many of us. It's important to realize that learning new ways is a path filled with a lot of trial and error. (laughs) Emphasis on the error. But in the same way our unschooled children learn, we learn too. It may take some journaling or some internal work to see our personal journey and our inner motivations, but that's how growth happens, right? I have some tools that can help you with this. Check the link in the blog post or the show notes at the podcast platform. There'll be some links for you. So once you've embraced these ideas, and it may not happen overnight, it helps to remind yourself that sometimes even the harshest comments are coming from fear. You may know clearly that your own parents love you and your child, but their fear has gotten the better of them. When you can reframe that to see that it's possible that they love your child so much, they will risk making you mad. That might help you find the compassion and let go of our more ego-driven responses that can get triggered. That are like, we're the grown-up. Stop treating me like a child. All of those kinds of things that we may need to shift a little bit. So what can you do? It's about taking a deep breath, regrouping, and looking where your priorities are. You may have to say something like, I'm sorry you can't get on board with this, Dad, but it's my family and it's my call. And what can they do? And they may need reassurance. My childhood was great. You guys did great. I'm doing it differently. Or this is what we're doing right now. It may change. We'll see. When it doesn't work for us anymore, school is always there available to us. So sometimes parents need us to help them figure out ways that they can connect with their grandkids and with us instead of the usual, what did you learn in school today? (laughs) So I have this graphic over at the blog post. You might want to go see it, but I'll read to you a dozen ways that they can be the grandparents we know they want to be. So you might mention to them that you want to connect with the children individually, that maybe doing something without the whole group is a better way to approach it. Maybe your holiday gift could be that they pay for a cleaning crew to come to your house. Maybe they could share family history or help with a carpool. 
or share a skill. You might have to identify it for them. You know, mom, you're really good at this or dad, you're really good at this. I would love it if the kids could see that. You want to try to avoid critiques and let them teach you something because maybe that's the role they really feel good about. Show me how you make that cookie recipe. Show me how you bake that pie. What did you put in your meatloaf that made it so good, mom? (laughs) Maybe you could invite them to tell funny stories or memories about you as a child or about other family members. Think about what you wish you had time to do. Maybe that's something they can do with them. Maybe they can teach them card games. Maybe they would play a board game. Maybe they would do a big jigsaw puzzle. Maybe you could ask them to buy family passes for museums or science centers so that they can feel like, oh, good, thank goodness, they're learning. (laughs) And they're the ones that always buy the season passes. Maybe it's FaceTiming or Skyping if they live farther away. And you can talk to them about being the kid's favorite cheerleader. Maybe you can create a photo journal or a blog or a scrapbook or maybe even your own private Facebook page that puts pictures up that shows them, see, we're going to do this or look at how cute they are doing this. That can help bring the fear down a little bit for your own parents. I have a video that I did at a conference a few years ago to help grandparents figure out how to navigate this new landscape. And, you know, I'm a grandma too. And sometimes figuring out how to help our grown children be successful, nobody gave us a handbook for that either. (laughs) So it will be helpful if you figure out how to help them connect more with your kids, connect more with you as you are now, not as you were as a little kid. And if you need some support, if you are not getting the support you need from your own parents, because I'm realistic, that can happen. If you're feeling alone, the Creating Confidence Membership Group may be exactly what you need. You don't have to stay isolated as you navigate your way through all of this with your family. Lots of families have experienced this and are happy to help you find a solution that fits. We brainstorm all the time, and it may be just time for you to get your own community of supporters. Recognizing that this path is very different for you as parents and acknowledging that it's a very different path for grandparents too. That might be really helpful. Sometimes all people really want is just to have the reality of what's going on acknowledged. All right. Everybody's situation is going to be different with their parents. My goal is to just help you figure out some of the options that maybe you haven't considered in how you want to move through all of this. You really don't have to do this by yourself. I'm Sue Patterson, and you've been listening to the Unschooling Mom to Mom podcast. You can follow Unschooling Mom to Mom on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and even YouTube. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite listening platform is and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Unschooling Mom-to-Mom pep talk. Thank you for listening. Happy unschooling and enjoy your kids.